Welcome to Align Sacred Alchemy, a space to share stories to uplift, energize, and spark your awakening in remembering your unique brand of magic. We talk about all things energy, ethical, healthy, and inclusive manifesting, being in a state of receiving, and how to courageously manifest on purpose to live the life you are truly capable of living. Join me for each episode as we tap into your inner guidance and inspiration from conversations that we have to remember why we are all here and how we get to honor ourselves so that we can all enjoy our journey along our soul's path. Hello and welcome back listeners. I'm changing things up in this episode. We're going to be getting a little bit controversial here today. As I had this divine download to relay a message for anyone who's frustrated that they're unable to manifest what they truly desire. So if you are feeling frustrated because you're intentionally creating change in your life and maybe you're using the manifesting tools. Maybe you've done the healing, maybe you've done the mindset work and things are shifting slightly but you're feeling stuck or it feels like things have plateaued or maybe you're even feeling on the edge of giving up on that dream because things are just not working as you'd hoped, as quick as you'd hoped or you've been doing it for a while and nothing is actually shifting for you. If you identify with any of these things then you're in the right place. This message has been channeled especially for you. In this episode I'm going to share with you how your cultural identity may be interfering with you manifesting your most heartfelt desires and what to take into account So you can move past that, move past the limitation of the bog standard manifesting practices and tools that are so abundantly available out there and unlock your true creative potential. And this episode is especially relevant if you are a person of color or a person that comes from a culture that has a very hierarchical and patriarchal structure. I find that in my line of work, If you can identify as someone who is a child of an immigrant, so maybe you've lived in different cultures, maybe you have experienced different cultures, your upbringing is a mixture of cultures, then this episode, I'm hoping, is going to shed some light on some of the deeper work that's required for you to address even before the mindset shifts, the meditating, the positive thinking and all of that jazz can actually ever really be of any value to you. Chances are there's nothing fundamentally wrong with you or the way that you're manifesting. There's probably not even anything fundamentally wrong with the tools that you're using, but rather There's usually some cloud of confusion that is preventing you from seeing what is going on at the core. So whilst you busy yourself by following the more popular manifesting practices, which tend to focus on visualizing the mindset work, being positive to vibe high so you can attract your desires and all of those kinds of things, whilst you're busy doing all of that, you may be missing out getting to the root cause, which means that after a period of time, 
you may cycle back to bumping up against the same issues over and over again. Maybe a different flavor, but it's the same issue. So let's dissect this and talk about what is going on at the root. The biggest piece of confusion that we need to get out of usually stems from all the things that we don't actually understand. So from our deep conditioning over the years, over the generations, if we take the example of needing to be pure, this perception of ours of what is it to be sacred, to be divine, to be the creator of your own reality? What do you need to do to fit that bill? Who do you need to be? What rules do you need to follow? And as I'm asking these questions, just notice what is stirring from deep within you. What are the immediate responses that are flooding your brain as I'm asking these questions? What are all these things that you need to do to be so sacred, to be divine, to be the creator of your own reality? What is the energy so you can be all that? What must you do so you can have all of that? And when you think about it, it's all been made up, right? Because at some point down the line, there was someone, whoever it may have been, who created this idea of purity, of sacredness. And that's the conditioning that we have been subjected to. At some stage, that one person had this belief, this idea, an ideology that has got translated over the years into everything that we see today. And it includes how we approach manifesting There was this one original idea that got translated into an ideology, which got translated into various different frameworks and now has been created into all the different tools and modalities, the frameworks for manifesting, all of the things that you see today. It also includes the ideologies of the religions, your beliefs, and then the legislation. It includes all of the things that have been that energy, that perception that the idea, the original idea has been grounded in. So I know this may sound complex, but stay with me. Let's break it down into how this conditioning started and how it still may be impacting you today despite you consciously creating change in your life through using various manifesting tools, healing practices, doing a lot of inner work and all of that jazz. The way it works is that you have this one person who has this idea, right? This original idea. And that idea is born through them and how they see the world, how they perceive energy, what is going on in their lives, what their hang-ups are. It's really through the lens of how they operate in the world and that is coloured by what their personal lived experiences are. And all of these things formulates what they believe and how they perceive their outer reality. So this one person has this original idea which informs their ideology and they share that ideology with a few others. Some people jump on board, some people don't. And eventually, if there's enough people in the collective that are buying into this original ideology, in our case, the sacredness, the divineness, the purity aspect, if you have enough people in the collective that buy into that idea and that are saying, oh, actually, I feel like there's something in this, that then gets translated into our society, into our communities, 
It feeds the rules and the confines of how we choose to live and what rules we have in place to make sure that we walk on that path and not another path. That we don't stray from the original ideology or that path. And in doing so, when there are enough people in the collective that share this belief and this ideology, they accept it as real and true, then it becomes a collective belief. It becomes palpable in the consciousness of the community, of your families, of the planet. It becomes what we deem to be or think is the norm. And so this is how this hierarchical patriarchal structures can actually be influencing the frameworks for manifesting that you are using, which maybe are the reasons why it's not working for you. Okay, so we're going to unpack this a little bit more, because if we think it's the norm, it's the way to be, and then you have a group of people, maybe somewhere down the line, who start questioning or poking holes at this theory, or saying, hey, what about this other idea? I've got this other possibility. What about this other possibility over here? And nobody else is ready to buy it because the community, the collective, becomes suspicious. Why on earth would you change something that's been working for generations? There must be something wrong with you. You're a troublemaker. Why would we change things? And that's where the resistance to change comes in. So as I'm saying this, take a moment to steep in this energy and see and notice what it brings up for you in your energy, in your emotions, and what's triggering in your physical body at this time as you're listening to this. Just take a moment to reflect on the change that you are trying to create in your life right now. Notice where you're feeling the resistance and sometimes in the wellness and self-development world, resistance to change is often labeled self-sabotage, just FYI. Notice where you're feeling that resistance, even though at the level of your mind, you really desire that change. It's something that you know you are passionate about, that you want, but deep down, deep in your unconscious thoughts, your unconscious behaviors and habits, there may be resistance to actually having it. This is what I commonly see with a lot of brilliant people who are manifesting change. And these people that I work with that I see are well-versed in manifesting. They're very highly intuitive, so it's not that they're not informed. But what I see particularly in people of color and certainly in the brown community, is that they create this comfortable distance with actualizing their desires. So they tend to get busy dreaming about their desired future, but not actually living it. So they're not actually experiencing what they're dreaming or visualizing, and they place a lot of energy, focus, and drive on visualizing, dreaming, meditating, healing, and all of those things, and less time actually living it. Now let's circle back to how this may be playing out in your world, in you creating change or manifesting the desires that you are still deeply connected to having. 
Now, many of you who are listening in to this podcast, I'm willing to bet will identify with being the rebel in the family, the one that questioned the norms. Maybe growing up, you had a different perspective on the family values, the priorities or the vision of what is a meaningful life. What is a meaningful relationship? What is a meaningful and fulfilling career? Whatever that thing is where you see a different possibility than the rest of your family or your community, think about what that is for you. And that different perspective may have caused friction in your family, in your family life, in your family relationships and dynamics. And if you recognize yourself in this, please understand this. It is not your perspective that is wrong or that theirs is right. It's just that both are different. So if you relate to being the rebel in the family, the one that did question things and saw other possibilities, and you maybe in your younger years expressed those ideas and they were different, the way you view the world, the way that you perceive other people, the possibilities that you perceive might have been against the grain of the quote-unquote norm. And so maybe sometime in your younger years, you expressed those differences and you were ridiculed. Maybe you were humiliated or even shamed or made to feel guilty for wanting something different. Maybe people just said you were weird or you were stupid or you were living on cloud nine and you needed to come back down to earth. Perhaps you were accused of being a conspiracy theorist. Any of these things or versions of those things. And so what happens? You shut all of that off. That is the tendency. Because the one thing that I know is that within every human, at some level, deep-seated, is this need to be loved and to feel safe. When you look at children, that's all they really require. They need to be loved. They need to feel like they're loved. They need to feel that they're safe. And when you have those two elements and only those two things really, the love and the safety, the child thrives. And I don't think that ever really goes away. Even when you grow up, Even when you become responsible, even when you're earning your own money or settled in a relationship, even when you've got that high-flying career and are successful in life, because those two things, the feeling loved and feeling safe, that's what it all boils down to. When I'm working with clients, it normally boils down to being loved and being accepted, to belonging, to feel safe. To be safe being heard when you're trying to express yourself. To feel safe in showing up exactly as you are and people will still receive you. But not many people have experienced this level, this deep level and yearning and craving for the soul to be loved and to feel safe. And so that intrinsic drive, that internal pull, that need to have these two things fulfilled influences you into doing things that are actually out of alignment in your quest to have that feeling of safety and love quenched. And that might show up in your relationships where you stop trusting yourself, 
because you want so desperately to be accepted by the community, by the collective that you're part of, by your family, because it's safe. Or at least when you're doing it, it feels like you have a sense of safety when you have the backing of those people that you love, your caretakers, the ones that perhaps as a child, and perhaps even now in your adult years, that you look up towards, that you depend upon, that you trust, that you believe hold your best interests at heart because you haven't activated that trust within yourself. And that trust within yourself hasn't been activated because those that came before you haven't had theirs activated and the ones before them haven't had theirs activated and we could go on and on here. So you never learned how to trust yourself. But the bottom line is, at some point, Somebody has to come along in that generational line to be clear and to be willing to go against the grain, to step up and raise their hands and to say, this ends now. I'm changing this pattern, this genetic pattern, this ancestral pattern. It stops with me. This is where you get to unplug from what everyone else is doing, how they are manifesting, how they choose to live their life, and you get to redefine your own success. You redefine not only what your own success looks like, but also the path that you get to take to get there, the practices that work for you. In other words, you get to design your own framework for manifesting one that is empowered, it's healthy, so it can be sustainable for you because that framework is aligned with you. It's aligned with your soul. It's aligned with your unique energetic circuitry and flows. It honors your lived experiences and your desires. It honors the way you are wired to create. And if anyone who's listening to this now can relate to any of what I'm saying, then I'm more than willing to bet that you were the ones that were challenging the status quo, even as a child. And if you're honest with yourself, you're probably challenging the status quo even now in some way, shape or form. You were probably the ones that were questioning your parents or your caregivers and asking, but why are we doing it this way? But explain it to me. But why is it not this other way? I remember as a child going to the temple, and I'm going to share a personal story here, and I would see the men would sit on one side and the women on the other. And the premise of what I grew up in my culture being taught about our religion, Sikhism, states that everyone is equal. That's the whole premise upon which Sikhism is built, is equality. And so it would rub me up the wrong way because on the one hand, they're saying this is what we believe because they're reading all the scriptures, they're reciting all the prayers, and they're repeatedly saying this, even within the prayers, about being equal, about having no fear, no hate, no discrimination, having an allowance for all with no judgment, that we were all equal, that nobody is less than and nobody is more than in the eyes of God, and yet, I grew up witnessing the very people who were devoutly reciting these prayers and reading from Holy Scriptures, regularly discriminating in their everyday lives. I would see differences in how people were treated based on gender. 
I would see differences in how people were treated based on the caste they belonged to. I would see discrimination against people who had a darker skin complexion. Where was the equality? Why weren't they living these ideologies that they were reading and reciting day in, day out? But they weren't applying them. And so I would question it. And I wasn't questioning it because I thought I knew better. I was only a child for heaven's sake. I was maybe the age of four to six years old when I started to notice these discrepancies. And I would listen to all these stories that my family and community members would recite and tell us about the morals of what Sikhism was all about and the stories of the gurus and all of those things. And I'd be like, hmm, well, I don't see that happening in real life. I mean, I get that there's stories and in my young mind, I would think, is it really true? Or are they the fairy tale, the made up stories like the knight in shining armor or Snow White or the princesses locked up in the tower? And they're pretend stories. They're not real. That's the angle I was coming at it from my four or six year old self. But when I asked genuinely and innocently, it would provoke people. And my family would say, whenever I would ask a question to challenge them, why are you challenging this? Why are you asking so many questions? Nobody else asks these kinds of questions. I don't know the answer to your question. Because we weren't insolent like you. We just did as we were told. How many of you listening in had similar experiences growing up? Did your caregivers give you a hard time for your curiosity? Now for my family... They did do as they were told without questioning authority because that was the upbringing they'd had. That was the conditioning that they had been subjected to for years. There was literally nothing else that was even a choice in their world but to listen to the elders, to the superiors, to the people who in society were at the top of the pecking order. And this is the hierarchical patriarchal structure that I'm talking about that can easily filter into your manifesting and impact the degree of success or no success, as it were, that you have with it. And so let's go back to that idea of this ideology, the original ideology. So you had this original idea or ideology of what it means to be spiritual, what it means to be wise, what it means to be divine and sacred and the creator of your own reality. And a lot of it in my experience growing up and the experience of a lot of the clients that I've worked with was that wisdom comes with age. So if you were younger, if you were a child, you knew nothing. You had an experienced life. Who were you to question all the things that your elders, your grown-ups were telling you? What gave you the right? What life experiences did you have? What qualifications did you have? You knew nothing about life, right? How dare you? How very dare you question them? They knew better. They knew better for you. And so that seed is planted. That seed of doubt. You learn to second guess yourself. To gaslight yourself. And that just perpetuates as you go through life. As you move through your life's experiences. Depending on the kind of choices that you're making depending on the upbringing that you've had. If you've not had the kind of upbringing that supports you in making your own choices 
to be accessing that internal wisdom that lies within each and every one of us. If you've not had the kind of childhood that teaches you to follow your path and not to worry about what everyone else is saying or doing or not saying or not doing, it can be really difficult to trust yourself, to trust your own guidance, to actually believe that your unique way of manifesting lives within you and can only be accessed by you. So it's really easy to slide into the old cultural identity that you've grown up with and outsource your power to someone else. Maybe to a modality, maybe to someone else's method of manifesting, to a healer, to a psychic or a coach or a spiritual teacher or your family or the next course or the next training or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't receive support or educate yourself, but what is the energy with which you are saying yes to that support? Is it truly empowering support that you are receiving? Or is it just another person telling you what to do because you don't trust yourself and you're so used to being told what to do and giving all your power away? Is it just another person who is plugged into that patriarchal and hierarchical system so it looks like they've got your best interests at heart and they're giving you all these steps, these one-size-fits-all kind of steps to manifest, but really they're doing you a disservice because they're still stripping your power away from you. You see, when I work with my clients, I always tell them, I am not here to tell you what to do because life is all about choices. You get to choose for yourself. I'm here to empower you. I can certainly template the energy that makes it easier for you. I can channel intuitive guidance for you. I can teach you how to access your own intuition and deepen your trust in yourself by working through the internalized oppression that usually comes with being a person of color, that usually comes with being a child of an immigrant. But I don't tell you that there is one super sexy, glamorized way to manifest and that I have this one size fits all and it's going to work for everybody. Because I know that's impossible. I know that one way simply cannot work for everyone. So I teach you how to honor your unique energy flows by understanding your gifts, your shadows, how your energy works and how you get to manage your own energy so you can take practical steps in your everyday life to bring the harmony and balance in your energy so you can anchor that energy of your dreams on a cellular level for an embodied approach to manifesting. That's what I guide my clients with. And that, my friends, is a much healthier way to approach manifesting because it allows you to cultivate the emotional and intuitive intelligence to navigate through life's unexpected twists and turns without spiritually bypassing things or slipping into what I call toxic positivity. 
you know, trying to vibe high, trying to ignore what you're really feeling because you're trying to reach out for gratitude or being joyful because that's what they've taught you is to always be positive and then you attract better things when you're more positive and that there are negative emotions. That's a lot of what I hear and I personally have experienced when I was going through my earlier journey of manifesting and finding my soul purpose and path and all of the things, but that's a really toxic way and it causes long-term harm. Now, I don't know about you, but my experience growing up was certainly not one that encouraged me to trust myself more than I trusted others. You had to conform. You had to do what society dictated, what was within the cultural norms. Success was measured by these certain pillars. If you were a girl, you had to do the dishes, you had to do the housework, you had to be good at cooking and cleaning, and you had to make sure that you were well-equipped with the tools to look after your in-laws when you grew up and you got married because that's what you were supposed to do as a good little Indian girl. And yes, people have evolved. People evolved to the degree that they allowed their girls to be educated and have an education in the brown community because at one point, even that wasn't a privilege that girls were allowed to have. So there was some evolution. There were some changes. There was some modernization. But at the root of it, at the core of it, it's almost like, yeah, go ahead, go spread your wings. But we're going to clip a few so you don't go too far. You can spread your wings, but we're going to tie this string around your feet so that when you do go and fly, we can pull you back again. And if you do go off course from our track, from the path that we set out for you, we will threaten you. We will threaten to ostracize you from the community. We will threaten you with guilt, with shame. We will instill the fear of God that you're going to go to hell, that this bad thing is going to happen, or that there's going to be these repercussions if you dare to do what is true for you. Because that is not the done thing. The done thing is to respect your elders, keep in check. The done thing is to honor your community and your family. The done thing is to burden and shoulder the responsibility of that community, of your family, all on your own shoulders. Their reputation, their happiness, their honor, everything rides on you. So much pressure. And so what I see many, many brilliant people do is falling into that trap where they're carrying the weight of their whole family of their whole genetic and ancestral line on their shoulders. Because they're so afraid that if they go against the grain, that they're going to create these negative effects which are going to have bad repercussions on the rest of their family. So they contract, and they contract, and they compromise, and they bargain with themselves with their own heartfelt desires. And every day, they make choices that are not truly aligned to them. But they've been doing this for so long that they've almost got into this autopilot mode of just doing what pleases other people. And now it's become such an unconscious habit of theirs that they don't even realize when they're doing it. And it's become such an unconscious habit that when someone else points it out to them, they justify those choices. I work with a lot of women who are in toxic relationships and they tend to stay in those toxic relationships because they're so afraid 
that if they leave, then there'll be repercussions on their family. It's nothing really to do with them personally. They don't actually fear being the ones that are ostracized, but they're more afraid that it's going to affect their families. It's going to affect the way that their parents or their siblings are viewed in society, in the community, and all the other things. And so they try to make it work. And they'll justify, you know, things like, I know he beats me up. I know he doesn't treat me well. I know he's cheating on me. I know I'm not happy in this relationship. Whatever the case may be in that toxic dynamic. I know he's a narcissist, but it's not his fault because. And then they come up with the justification. I need to change him. I need to support. I need to change. I need to make this work and see it through. Because I see in this relationship this potential. And so they spend years trying to change that person or fix that relationship, trying to have a positive impact, telling themselves that they're going to be the ones that break this pattern because they love him so much, because they see the potential. But all the while, they're slowly dying inside. All the while, they're contracting themselves and controlling themselves and contorting themselves to fit into a mold that was never meant for them. Now, I'm not for one moment suggesting that you go and leave a relationship or that you do not repair it if there is something worth salvaging. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is to get so grounded in yourself, so rooted in the essence that is you, so that you can know straight away when something is in or out of alignment for you, for your soul's essence, for your soul's path. But in order to do that, you must first go on this path of self-discovery. You need to get to know yourself, as cliche as that sounds, because the version of you that you think you know, that you think you are so familiar with because you hang out with yourself every single day, right? That version is probably not the true essence of you. It is probably a very diluted version of who you are capable of being. And intrinsically, somewhere deep down, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how screwed up you think you are, deep down, you know it. You may not believe it. You may not have seen the evidence of it show up in your life just yet. But every now and then, you catch a glimpse. A glimpse of that magnificent being that lives within you and uses their power in a potent way. Every so often, somebody will come your way and reflect it back at you. Sadly, a lot of times when people do that, and at least this has been my personal experience, you don't quite believe it, right? You think, huh, what do they want? Why are they buttering me up? That can't be true. Oh, this thing? That was no trouble at all. You downplay things. You underestimate the contribution that you have been to that person in order for them to actually express to you how much you have contributed in their lives. You downplay it. Oh, but everyone does that. Anyone in my position would have helped you. You know, those are some of the things that I was constantly saying to myself. Oh, don't worry about it. I know you would have done the same things if situations were reversed. 
not acknowledging that not everyone would have done that. Not everyone has the capacity or the courage or the commitment or the love or the compassion to do what you have done. But because it is so much a part of you, every now and then, it shines through. Even through that conditioning, even through all of the lived experiences that have had you shrink yourself, even through all the things that have led you to the point where you do not trust yourself, where you're still seeking external validation, where you're still looking for approval from outside of you, where you're still looking for relationships so that you can feel loved and you can feel safe. Even through all of that, it shines through every now and then. So my question to you today is, how can you be more of that for yourself? Can you be the person that creates your own safety that nourishes your own environment so that you feel safe and secure with or without anyone else, so that you feel whole and complete, nurtured with or without anyone else. And if you're listening to this and thinking, oh wow, Russ, I would love to do that, but I just don't know how. It goes back to igniting that internal leadership, activating that empowered and embodied manifesting that I know each and every single person on this planet, bar none, has the capacity to do. But if you have spent most of your life being disconnected from that aspect of you, you do need to take some time to reflect, to contemplate, to reconnect to that aspect of you, that potent and powerful part of your soul that every now and then nudges you on the shoulder, every now and then speaks to you through your desires. Because your desires are the way that your soul will communicate with you. Your desires are the breadcrumb trails that your soul leaves for you so that you know your next step, so you know where you're going. It's what lets you know what is your soul's path. What is your soul's purpose? And so when you're manifesting for all these things that you've wanted, these desires that have been planted in your heart, just know it's your soul saying, hey, come on, I've got you. You are more powerful. There is more to you than what you are living right now. And we are going to go on this path together. I am going to show you the direction, your roadmap. And that roadmap is going to be those little desires that get ignited within you. That desire to have your dream holiday home by the beach. That desire to have that bottle of perfume. That desire to have that parking spot. The big things and the small things. The things that we think are significant and the things that we think are insignificant. And everything in that spectrum, as long as it's something that is heartfelt. If it's something that you are so deeply connected to, even though others may have tried to talk you out of it, or you've doubted yourself, or you've tried thousands of times before and failed, or to this day you're still second-guessing how you're ever going to achieve that desire, whether it's still possible for you. But that connection to having it is still very much present for you. Those, those 
are the desires that I'm talking about. Watch out for them. Pay close attention to those heartfelt desires because they are your guiding star. That is what you want to pay attention to. Those are the things that you want to work on and prioritize. Because through working on whatever hang-ups you have, whatever is standing in the way of you having those heartfelt desires and actualizing them, as you work through all that inner stuff, the internalized oppression, all the blocks, all the energetic blocks, guess what you're doing simultaneously? At the same time, you're clearing out all the debris, the psychic or the energetic or the emotional debris that you have picked up along the way all the burdens that have forced you and backed you into this corner to contract yourself and to settle for less than what your soul and what you are here to have, to be, to experience and do in this lifetime. So as we wrap up this episode, I'm going to leave you with a few things to consider. I would love for you to reflect back on all the times you've noticed that you've shrunk all the times that you've unwittingly plugged into the hierarchical and patriarchal systems of manifesting, healing, or coaching? What are the conversations that you have had where you felt, I need to back down and I just need to do what they tell me to do? Because you doubted yourself. When were all the times where you felt that you needed to compromise because maybe someone told you you weren't good enough? Maybe someone said, That was the wrong path for you. Perhaps it was your coach. Perhaps it was a healer, a psychic, a family member, even though they were well-intentioned. Because my intention with anything that I do, whether it's you listening to this free podcast of mine or you paying me for my high-end coaching, intensive coaching sessions that I offer, whatever the medium is that you choose to receive my content through, from the free stuff all the way to the highly paid stuff, It doesn't matter because my intention is always this, to activate freedom. That is who I am at the core of my being. It's what drives me to activate that freedom within everyone who is committed to liberate themselves, who is committed to their own journey of transformation. Freedom that allows you to express yourself in the fullest way. Freedom for you to be your own coach and your own guide and to self-soothe. So you never have to rely on someone else. Not that you never get to ask for counsel or guidance from others, but when you are, you are still so rooted in your own inner guidance that you can use that information and that wisdom that others deliver to you and that counsel and that guidance and see what's working for you, what is in or out of alignment for you. Because I'll tell you what, There is no coach in this world, no teacher, no guide, no healer, no psychic that knows better for you and for your soul's path than you. Nobody. And so my intention with everything that I do is to empower you, to bring that sacred empowerment and help you to activate the sacred responsibility that you have to yourself. Not the responsibility that you think you have for other people, whether it's your parents, your family members, your child, whatever that may be, but that sacred responsibility for yourself and the sacred responsibility towards your soul and for your soul's path. That 
is what I'm activating. That is my hope for you here today, that something has been sparked within you. And as you listen to this and you receive the transmission, you receive the activation, you're not just going to have this be something that's really interesting that you once listened to, but you go away. You do the deeper reflections. You check in on what is my next step and is the next step that I require some support with this at this stage because that may be a thing. As you're still learning your way around, as you're still reacquainting yourself with that inner wise guide that you have within, you may need some help or it may be beneficial to have someone prop you up to help you, to assist you, to template that energy as you train yourself to build that muscle. It may be helpful for you to be plugged into a community who is also doing the same for themselves. Why? Because they understand and they don't judge. They don't judge because they're going through the exact same thing as you're going through their own version of it, but they are going through the process Because you could have the most well-intentioned and the most loving, supportive family, friends, husband, partner, whatever. But if they're not doing this deep inner work and going in as deep as you need to go so that you can reconnect with that inner guide, if they're not doing that, it's going to be very difficult for them to relate to what you're going through. It's going to be very difficult for them to understand that you are moving away from the path that you've always embarked upon they're likely going to get very suspicious. They're more than likely going to be provoked. They may be triggered with what you're doing and who you're becoming. And if you haven't built in that inner strength and guidance and that internal leadership, if you've not done that, it's very easy to slide back into what's familiar. It's very easy to be talked out of things. It's very easy to gaslight yourself because of what others are saying to you. So I hope that you go away and experience this aligned sacred alchemy as you make the transformation and get to the other side where your breakthrough lives. Give yourself the gift of sitting with this. And if you're already aware as you're listening to this, that I don't actually have this type of community that can support me through this then I'd love to invite you to join the community that I have been building in the Translate membership. It's a space I intentionally created so you can plug into a family away from your family filled with beautiful souls, all of whom are doing this deep inner work and doing their deep contemplations and unpacking the internalized oppression piece. It's a space where it's safe for you to express your bigger visions and undergo the alchemy that it's going to take for you to get back to your soul's true essence and path and be supported and guided to unlocking your unique manifesting style where you get to create your desired future in and on purpose. The link to join the Translate community is in the show notes if this is calling to you and your soul is being pulled to that kind of a community in this stage of your journey. In the meanwhile, I highly encourage you to be in deep contemplation, 
going all the way back from your childhood and every other stage in your life up until the present moment and give yourself the gift of basking in this energy of what you wish to create next. Without the filters of your past experiences, if those weren't even a thing, if money wasn't a problem, if time wasn't an issue, and if everyone around you aligned and agreed with you, what would be so fun for you? And that's how you get to activate your soul's desires, the heartfelt desires that your soul plants in your heart. Because if you don't even know what they are, you're going to get trapped in this circle of trying to manifest things that were never yours to begin with. And it's so frustrating because they're not actualizing and you're wondering, but I really want this thing. Why isn't it happening? You really want this thing because you may have convinced yourself at the level of your mind that that's what you want, but your soul has a completely different journey for you. And you will be hard pushed to manifest something that is not on your soul's path, that isn't for you and for the journey that you are here to experience. That isn't going to create expansion and be generative in your journey. This is your journey, beautiful souls. Not your parents' journey, not your ancestors, not what is right for the community, nor what is right for the journey of your teachers or your coaches or whatever that outer authority may be for you, but your own journey. Because you have a purpose. You have a voice and it matters. Divine soul, you matter. Even if nobody else has ever said this to you before, receive it from me today. Your desires matter. You matter. You are required on this planet just as much as anyone else is, regardless of what you have told yourself or what others may have led you to believe or said to you. If you don't take anything else away from today, please take that. I see you, I hear you, and I am so rooting for you. And if this episode has been useful for you, go ahead and leave a review. Let me know what your biggest awareness from this conversation has been in the comments or find me on Instagram and send me a DM. And please do feel free to share this with someone that you deeply care about that could use this message and this inspiration in their life right now. Until next time, goodbye.